Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, May 28th, 2021. The GOP's first filibuster of the Biden era. It looks like it's going to be on the bill to create a January 6th commission. We'll discuss that. Plus, President Biden takes his economic pitch out on the road as negotiations continue on that big infrastructure bill. And finally, former Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan set to speak out against Trumpism. Today, more than four months into President Biden's presidency, we might see the first Republican filibuster of a big Biden priority. Republicans plan to block legislation that would create a January 6th commission to investigate that pro-Trump riot at the U.S. Capitol that left five people dead and 140 officers injured. Here's just a sampling of what we heard today. We need to establish a trusted record of what really transpired on January the 6th. I do not believe the additional extraneous commission that Democratic leaders want would uncover crucial new facts or promote healing. I am fighting so hard for the creation of this commission so that we can better understand the attack on our democracy. Now, it looks like this critical procedural vote to actually move on to the bill in the United States Senate and start debating the creation of the January 6th commission. Well, it looks like it's going to go down in defeat. At the time we're recording this, it looks like so far four Republicans have indicated they are willing to vote with the Democrats on this procedural motion, actually move to the bill. Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, and it looks like Rob Portman of Ohio is there as well. That's only four. Democrats would need six more to get to a total of 10 Republicans, plus all 50 Democrats, to actually succeed here something Mitch McConnell is convinced will not happen. This morning, a key Senate Democrat who you've heard a lot about on this podcast, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, had this to say, quote, McConnell has made this his political position, thinking it will help his 2022 elections. They do not believe the truth will set you free, so they continue to live in fear. Now, Joe Manchin is not a real political partisan brawler. I mean, that's not his brand of politics. But this is as direct a political attack I've seen from Joe Manchin on the Republican leader on anything. That being said, Manchin is still not willing to move off of his position to maintain the filibuster as is in the United States Senate in order to get this January 6th commission created. And according to my colleague Jamie Gangel in her latest reporting, Mitch McConnell's not just sort of whipping the vote against the commission here. He's actually appealing to members of his conference, Republican senators, in asking for, quote, a personal favor with this vote. This may be because McConnell's getting a little nervous that there may have been some Republican senators who told him they were with him, they were going to vote against, who started wavering when they learned that the mother of the fallen officer, Brian Sicknick, was going to come to Capitol Hill and meet with members to plead with them to get this commission created. So just think about this, folks. Our broken politics is exactly what led to the deadly insurrection on January 6th at the very symbol of our democracy. And yet, 
it is the very same broken politics in America that is preventing this commission from taking place. Now, here's what else matters today, perhaps only in Washington. On the same day that Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is getting on the phone and asking senators for a personal favor to use their first vote to filibuster something in the Biden presidency to block that January 6th commission, well, it's the same day that Republicans are putting forth an infrastructure counteroffer to the Biden administration in hopes of finding some bipartisan agreement. Republicans proposed a $928 billion counteroffer to the president's infrastructure plan, an offer that is in the ballpark just short of that $1 trillion that Senate Republicans said Biden acknowledged he was open to during a recent White House meeting. Of course, as always, the devil is in the details. And so now the debate becomes more earnest about exactly what's included in this package and what isn't. It's not just about that top line number. And of course, how to pay for it. The Republican plan calls for a majority of the funding to come from unspent COVID relief funding. That's funding that the White House says largely doesn't exist. Today, they put out information that prior to the American Rescue Plan in the spring, all the COVID relief funding that passed through Congress in the Trump era last year, 95% of it has been spent or allocated to do so. The other concern from the Biden administration is that this new Republican offer only includes $257 billion in new infrastructure spending. This comes as Mike Donlin, a senior advisor to the president, one of his closest aides, had a memo going around the White House that was clearly intended for public release because CNN obtained a copy of it, calling this, quote, an inflection point for the future of both the economy and the country. Donlin sought to directly counter Republican objections to both the scale of the Biden proposal as well as the pay for, that is, raising the corporate tax rate to actually pay for this investment. Quote, when they attack the president's plan to make the wealthy pay their share of taxes, they're attacking the American people's basic sense of fairness. Clearly, the Biden team thinks they're on the right side with the American people on how to pay for this. On his way to Ohio today, President Biden made clear he had a very quick conversation today with the lead Republican negotiator, that's Senator Shelley Moore Capito of West Virginia, saying that they are going to have a meeting next week. So this is not a rejection from the White House out of hand. The president is eager to have another meeting on this new proposal. But he also made clear these negotiations have to come to an end soon. The clock is ticking. And finally today, former House Speaker Paul Ryan is set to criticize former President Donald Trump and Trumpism inside his Republican Party. That is expected at a speech tonight at the Reagan Library. CNN has obtained some excerpts. It'll surprise nobody that Ryan is critical of Donald Trump. We've seen that over the last many years. He's been out raising money for some of the impeachment 10, those 10 Republicans who voted to impeach the president, like Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger. But in this moment where Donald Trump is trying to assert his control in the Republican Party, Paul Ryan plans to say that the party must move away from, quote, the populist appeal of one personality because, quote, then we're not going anywhere. Ryan also plans to make the case that Republicans need not fight every single culture war that crops up. Quote, sometimes these skirmishes are just creations of outrage peddlers, detached from reality and not worth anybody's time. They draw attention away from the far more important case we must make 
to the American people. Just a reminder, Paul Ryan sits on the board of Fox, one of the key so-called outrage peddlers in the American political ecosystem. That being said, you can put Paul Ryan down on the list with Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney and John Boehner and others who are speaking out against Donald Trump's hold on the party and think there's real political danger if the party continues to go down this road. And yet, we know they represent the far smaller slice inside today's GOP. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And one more thing. I wanted to take a minute and recommend a new podcast from my friend and CNN colleague, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. It's called Chasing Life, and it's all about slowing down and making mindful choices that prioritize your health and your well-being. Sanjay talks to experts about how to think about work-life balance. He explores the impacts of friendship on our physical and mental health, and even has a heartfelt conversation with his wife, Rebecca, about how they have embraced change throughout the pandemic. So if you think you could use a little break from this nonstop news cycle and need a little self-care, I highly recommend listening to Chasing Life. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.